Blog Talk Radio. Lucid's Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations, and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill, presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Welcome. Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have within you the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way with new eyes. So, stay with us, and together we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today, Matters of Life and Death. Part 2. Before we explore this topic, I'd like to say a few words about Alice Bailey, founder of the Lucis Trust. Lucis Trust sponsors this show. Alice Bailey also wrote 24 books of esoteric philosophy, and those 24 books are the main inspiration for the dialogue that you'll hear on this show. The following thought also comes from the works of Alice Bailey. We must all learn to look upon death as an act of restitution. When we can do this, it will take on a new light and become an integral part of a constant living process. Our discussion last time ended with the subject of suicide. Can we pick up on this topic again? Yes, um, we were discussing, as our, our opening thought uh, suggests, the, the intermingling of life and death in a continuum. We tend to think in this society that life means you're living and then death is an end, and that's uh, a falling into a deep void of, uh, of darkness. But in fact, the Ageless Wisdom sees the two, life and death of the physical vehicle, as just a continuum that continually renews itself or restores itself. I think that's what's implied in the opening thought, that death is an act of restitution. When that act of restitution is done prematurely through suicide, some very interesting uh, effects consequences come into play that are interesting to ponder on. One is that you've interrupted the soul's plan if uh, you commit suicide. And that's an interesting thing to ponder on, that the soul has a plan. When it comes into um, incarnation, when it takes on a physical form as an infant, it comes with some kind of agenda, we could say, some purpose that it wants to work out. And what that is, most of us probably can't really say with any certainty, but it certainly bears pondering and reflection 
And that's one of the advantages of meditation, to figure out exactly what it is that we are here to accomplish. And by that I don't mean some kind of activity, especially as some quality that one is intended to take on. So with suicide, you're interrupting that. And I wonder what the, oh, I don't want to say penalty, what the consequences of that might be. Can you imagine if, as some ageless wisdom texts say, that we incarnate only relatively, uh, at relatively uh, wide intervals, and you have interrupted your life by committing suicide, and then on the other side of the veil, you realize that you were on earth for a reason and you have interrupted that opportunity, then you have to wait your turn. In a sense, you go to the end of the line, I suppose, and wait your turn for another fit vehicle. And it must be deeply frustrating. Well, certainly it prolongs the the plans of the soul because it means that that particular life, the the, uh, plans were not accomplished. So they have to be put off and to a future lifetime, and um, maybe the, the same problems that you encountered, whether it's a, a depression or whatever it is that you build up in your your lower nature, your personality life, uh, that those problems just probably go with you. You don't end it all there, because the uh, basic cause may still be there that the soul has to work out again in the next lifetime. So uh, you're just delaying the whole process. And if, if one can take this into account even before they entertain the idea of suicide, then uh, it should help to maybe deter the act of suicide in the first place. Yes, that you're not really running away. It won't succeed in liberating you from your problems. They will just be there waiting for you. And in fact, you might not have the same circumstances that would be so appropriate for the resolution of those problems. Right. You you don't necessarily come back in the same family, the same situation, although uh, chances are you will begin again facing those same eventually psychological problems eventually in your your life because you still have them. And many people uh, retain memories of uh, their past lives and sometimes they they realize if there are psychological problems, for example, they they have to work them out in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. So they have brought them over from the other side, so to speak, and... uh, So it can happen that way. Somehow, Earth seems to provide the right theater, we could say, the right staging for whatever the soul needs to develop. Apparently, more of that development, that evolution, can be accomplished on Earth in earthly circumstances and through earthly relationships than can be accomplished on on the other side. And so... If we could look at life and relationships and experiences on this mortal coil as more creative in potential and more um, suited to the soul's growth, maybe we would be a little more um, accepting of the the problems that come, the challenges of earthly living. 
Right. Um, <clears throat> there are certain karmic, um, uh, certain karmic um, matters that have to be worked out and brought into balance. On earth. On earth, in in the physical world, mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> the if one is suddenly overwhelmed by the life in the physical world, by circumstances in your life, you lose your job and your home and your family, and you become suddenly depressed by it all. It's it's very difficult to overcome that very strong thought form that you enter into, and all you can think about is yourself and your own miserable condition, and that's not easy to get out of, but uh, somehow uh, psychological counseling or uh, some some kind of counseling can help you see that uh, ending it all right now is not going to end anything. It's just going to prolong the problem. Then uh, that should help one to uh, fight it through and persist and um, persist in, in working through the problem. I wonder if perhaps there's a tendency to make decisions like suicide in a kind of um, impulsive way. There was recently um, a, a study that we talked about last time on the program that found that a lot of suicides are impulsive acts. And they have found, for example, in building bridges and so on, that they can take steps to make it more difficult for the would-be suicides to accomplish their impulsive action. And they have found, I guess through study, through research, that in fact it does lower the number of suicides um, simply because it's a little bit harder for people to, to do something on an impulse. And I wonder how many of us have ever stood on the edge of a very high precipice and thought about pitching ourselves over. I have. I don't know why. It's a weird sensation that comes over. And uh, if you're really in the doldrums and personally feeling uh, rather hopeless about life, maybe it's just a little bit too easy to give in to that impulse. And um, if we just could, as you say, persist, wait it out, wait it out a little longer, that is one one uh, remedy, I think. Some, some years ago, I remember mm-hmm. seeing a television program. It was just a, a drama about a family in which the, the son uh, was killed. And the mother and father were grieving. And I remember the mother saying, um, what does God want me to do? She was overwhelmed with grief. What does God want me to do? And uh, her husband looked at her and said, he wants you to keep breathing. And that's so registered with me. Sometimes that's all we can do, just keep breathing. Right, That's and that's a sole function, to persist. And that's the more you can, you can access that, that energy, of that linkage with the soul, you will you will persist because it is a sole function to persist. It's been persisting in its efforts for thousands and thousands of lifetimes. So uh, this this one particular life, when you uh, are going through a difficult patch, um, is just one in many many lifetimes for the soul. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, the breath spiritually is the life. We wouldn't live if we didn't breathe. 
we take in life through breathing. And Alice Bailey said the outstanding characteristic of spirit, which is energy, is the life principle. She said it's that mysterious something which causes all things to be and to persist. So in simply the act of breathing, we are drawing upon that life principle that can sustain us when the intelligence, the mind, sees no hope at all. For those people who just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight. Our topic for today, Matters of Life and Death, Part 2. And um, Lucis Trust has a free offer for you today, and it's extremely interesting. But before we get to that, I just wanted to uh, remind you once again, it sounds like a mantra to me, but I really appreciate uh, the donations you've made. Uh, we've had the toughest time this year. As many of you have had a tough time with the economics and uh, inflation, but our donations have um, gotten less and less, and uh, we were for a while thinking that we might be, not be able to renew here on uh, on the air on WOR, but because of uh, many of you who sent donations, uh, we're able to stay on the air. We uh, haven't got a, uh, an agreement with WOR that we're going to stay on for a, a long time. We, we don't have that type of uh, money yet, but uh, I just want to remind you, keep donating because we love uh, doing these shows and uh, we're not out of the woods yet as far as having the ability to stay on for for any length of time. We certainly appreciate your support. We certainly understand if you don't donate, we're all having a rough time. Uh, uh, perhaps the biggest donations are given by Sarah and Dale, who are our talents on this show. They refuse to take any payment for the shows whatsoever. They uh, do the research and they uh, do a lot of work in regard to preparation of this show. But um, if you can continue to help, uh, we'd certainly appreciate it. It'll keep us uh, on the air and can, we'll be able to continue uh, doing these shows. Uh, uh, those who hesitate because they feel that donating to um, Lucis Trust is, uh, is somehow... Uh, uh, against their own religious philosophy. Well, well, this, keep in mind, this is not a religion. You can give us a call and ask for a uh, brochure describing uh, uh, Lucis Trust, what it is. It's not a religion. There are many people from all backgrounds and walks of life who uh, read the Alice Bailey books, and I guess the commonality amongst uh, all these people is that they uh, they enjoy reading the Alice Bailey books uh, because in, you know, the theme amongst all 24 books uh, seems to be the uh, development of one's own divinity within, that is, actualizing uh, the divinity within. Uh, um, I, I guess another way of saying it is reaching the kingdom of God uh, the, would be the kingdom, kingdom of consciousness within our own being through right values, right speech. But I don't want to say more about that. You read about it when you read the Alice Bailey books. So our, our ideal would be a, a very wealthy corporation, perhaps, making a big donation and underwriting us. This way we wouldn't have to bother you with the need for donations. So donations can be sent to Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. That's a tax-deductible de donation. Lucis Trust, L-U-C-I-S, Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. All of our Inner Sight programs can be heard on our website at www.lucistrust.org. On the home page, you'll find a link to today's program, which will be available for hearing in a day or two. Last week's program is already available, and many of our past programs can also be heard. 
Once again, www.lucistrust.org. Now, as far as the free offer, we have two World Goodwill newsletters. That comes from Lucis Trust. Uh, World Goodwill is, uh, is a constituent publication of a Lucis uh, publishing company. Two World Goodwill newsletters, absolutely free, no shipping charge, uh, extremely interesting reading, uh, enables you to go into greater depth on today's topic, which is Matters of Life and Death, Part 2. Uh, the title of the Two Goodwill newsletters is What is Life is one newsletter, extremely interesting, I've read it. Uh, what is Death is the, other, uh, is the other one, so just ask for uh, the two publications, the two newsletters, What is Life and What is Death. You can uh, give us a call at 1-866-NY-LUCIS. Think of 1-866-NEW-YORK-LUCIS. LUCIS is L-U-C-I-S. And uh, also, uh, the numerical way of remembering the number is 1-866-695-8247. 1-866-695-8247. I've been been asked questions when we've approached uh, this theme before uh, having to do with along the order is of well when we have a, a severe problem uh, what does Alice Bailey mean by work it out on this uh, on this level I can think of some examples one woman who talked with me about that over at one of our prize shows was a woman who uh, had a, quite a challenge she had three autistic children and uh, it was extremely difficult and uh, uh, so what does Alice Bailey, Bailey mean by work it out on this level? I don't know how um, Dale would answer that, but to me it ties in with that old bromide, God never gives anyone a burden too great to bear. I've always uh, thought some of those old bromides, as we call them, are uh, so familiar because they're basically true. And I do uh, believe that we aren't given a burden too great to bear. In other words, the role that is ours to hold is ours to hold because it's appropriate for us. Maybe that's kind of a uh, stoic view of life or a bit uh, hard-nosed, but that's just how it seems to me that the circumstances we have in life are ours to endure and to change, not just to be passively, quietly suffering, but to work with those circumstances. After all, the intelligence aspect in the Ageless Wisdom is called the creative intelligence. We are endowed with minds so that we can create an environment and a world that is appropriate for the soul's purpose. And sometimes that creative aspect has to come into play in the midst of circumstances that are enormously difficult. Your friend with the three autistic children, has she given up? Uh, she's meeting the challenge, and sometimes, uh, uh, to her tribute, uh, she actually finds joy in life, but ah. every day is a challenge, uh, ah. and she meets it, but I guess sometimes it drags her down. She heard of one of the shows that we did, and uh, we uh, touched upon this topic before, and before and she said well, what did Sarandale mean work it out on this mm -hmm. level you know? well the fact that she senses joy in, the, in spite of having a very tough uh, uh, situation in life suggests to me that the joy comes from the realization conscious or not that she's doing what she is meant to do mm -hmm. which is care for these girls and somehow 
through her caring for them and being a responsible mother, learning something that will be of lasting gain to the soul. And mm-hmm. I really think that's that's it when we have um, situations, relationships, responsibilities that most people would run away from if they had any choice at all. Of course, we wouldn't ask for such a situation. But the soul, our soul knows what is needed. And the circumstances we inherit in life, I really think, are appropriate for us at a particular moment. They don't have to be something we carry with us forever. We can work our way out of them. But we have to deal with those circumstances and not run away. That's, Mm. to me, what it means to work it out. Yes, I mean, she's, uh, you, you mentioned the word responsibility. She's responding responsibly to taking care of these children. Um, and that is a function of the soul. Responsibility uh, is one of the first indications that the soul is taking command of one's, of the outer life, of the physical personality uh, life. And she is... Um, exercising that responsibility. She feels responsible. Um, maybe our husband has left her and he's... Her husband has left her. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, um, he's not facing his responsibility, mm. perhaps. But um, uh, this is a very crucial thing, that responsibility, because it does uh, open one's link with the soul. And uh, mm. that is those allows those that soul energy to persist, to come through. Another word that might apply to uh, her reaction is acceptance. Acceptance, like responsibility, is probably not too popular a word today, Mm -hmm. to be accepting. It's an old-fashioned virtue, I think. By that, I don't mean blind acceptance that is just submissive and... uh, uh, unquestioning and unable to uh, envision changing one's circumstances. It's just the way things are. What can I do? I have no, no control over my fate. Yes, we do. We have a mind. We have a will. We have a certain creative intelligence. But acceptance in the spiritual sense, I think, is more of a submission to the will of God, which is the will of the soul. And again, that's where the joy that your friend senses comes in. When we submit, we accept what is ours to deal with. Mm. And to run away from it, I would think, would be... Well, I don't know how the soul would respond, but I would think that would fill the soul with a powerful sense of frustration, frustrated opportunity, Mm. that once again... I ran away. I think probably a lot of us would say, I've done a lot of that in the past. Mm -hmm. I've run away a lot of times. Yeah. Yes, I mean, she's uh, really doing a great benefit for the soul, not only the soul of those three children, but um, her own soul uh, self, and because it is, she is um, uh, working at the soul level. And Mm -hmm achieving that integration whether she knows it or not and it comes through in the sense of joy because joy is one of the characteristics and the qualities of the soul and uh, it is this nature and the energy of love that uh, keeps her persisting uh, no matter how difficult it is 
There's a beautiful Sanskrit term for what we're talking about. It's called dharma. The Buddha often talked about doing one's dharma. We don't have quite the right word in the English language to really uh, express its spiritual significance, but it's kind of a combination of obligation and duty, but in the spiritual sense not just the obligations of society and of tradition and of um, uh, orthodox uh, uh, expectations, worldly expectations, but it's the sense of obligation that one feels to one's soul, to one's higher self. If we have any access at all to our inner higher self, I think we can get some sense of an obligation to the highest and best that's within us to living up to that level and that's what dharma is and to keep mindful that one is um, fulfilling one's dharma I think gives a kind of satisfaction in the midst of the most uh, difficult situations there there's probably a lot more um, that we do that denies our dharma because Alice Bailey said the basic cause of disease is emotional rebellion. Hmm. Bitterness, disgust, hatred, frustration, all of the things we've run away from and resented and denied, that's the basic cause of illness. So we're probably not as familiar with fulfilling our dharma as we should be. No, and, and here again is the energy of love that is the great healer. And uh, <clears throat> so it's it, the the energy of love that pours through you may be uh, helping you know, your own situation mm-hmm. more than you realize. Love and gratitude, yeah, I would think so. I, w- I suppose we should remind our listeners, in case any of them have loved ones who have committed suicide, that I, I wouldn't want people to think that we are condemning them or that those people who have committed suicide are condemned. Not at all. As I understand God's plan, we always have another chance. And so will those who have committed suicide. Alice Bailey said, in spite of all this, it's necessary to remember that the gain of all experience forever persists. Nothing is ever lost. Even one who commits suicide, there have been gains, surely, some headway made in that lifetime. And she says, nothing is ever lost. That which life in form has conferred is still in the possession of the immortal being. That which the soul consciousness has enfolded and included is still the rich endowment of being. So we do retain, even in the most frustrated um, um, prematurely ended life, whatever was good and decent and accomplished in that life is retained. Nothing is ever wasted. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, it's, uh, it was a misunderstanding on a previous show that... Uh, that suicide was selfishness, but that's not what you mean. You just mean that there's a real domino effect where suicide can affect so many of the lives. Isn't that correct? Yes. Okay. For those people uh, out there who are interested in our free offer, uh, they are, the free offer comes in the form of two World Goodwill newsletters. Uh, one is What is Life? The other one is What is Death? And uh, 
give us a call to get those free newsletters. 1-866-695-8247. That's 1-866-695-8247. Easy way to remember it is 1-866-NY-LUCIS. Think of 1-866-NEW-YORK-LUCIS. LUCIS, L-U-C-I-S. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called The Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. You work all day, then go home and make dinner. That's not fair, because making your dinner, that's our job. We don't work all day, then go home and do your job, so stop doing ours. Head into Buffalo Wild Wings for America's favorite wings, shareables, burgers, and more. Choose from 21 signature sauces and seasonings to take your dinner from mild to wild. But don't worry, we're dinner pros. If things get too wild, we've got dozens of beers on tap and a full bar to bail out your palate. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. If your AC is blowing hot air, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help bring back the cool this summer. While you may need to eventually service your AC unit, get immediate relief with Interdynamics Arctic Freeze R134A refrigerant with leak sealer for $32.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supplies. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.